Hi, and welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast. My name's Chris, and it's fantastic to have you back with us for another video. And I am joined by JB and Kabir from NuNet for an interview. So if you enjoy this sort of content, mash up the like button, subscribe if you haven't subscribed already, tap in that bell, selecting all the notifications so you never miss a video. Don't forget to jump in the Discord. It's absolutely free to join. You won't regret it. There's over 5,600 people supporting one another navigate this space safely it's a great community to immerse yourself with so come down to the discord and have some more meaningful conversations with us right let's get to the interview so um would you mind just introducing yourself uh, for the audience and um you know i i guess give us a, an idea of how you got into to cryptocurrency and um starting new i think the the audience would be really interested yes so my name is kabir vetas i'm uh co-founder and CEO of Nunet. And yes, we are building a global decentralized computing platform, or economy of decentralized computing. And basically, which the main thing is that we are, we are sort of building a marketplace where people can bring their computing power from wherever they have it. And those people can be, yeah, just people having, having mining rigs or uh, powerful or less powerful desktops or maybe businesses which have spare computing power. So, and we want to connect everything into one cloud and to allow basically everybody to use that. So we spawned from SingularityNet. We got spin-offs from SingularityNet. So for a couple of years, we were doing, uh, well, we were incubated as a small team, trying out all kinds of technical solutions and this idea. Uh, now, how did I, well, Maybe I will rephrase the question. Uh, how did I get into decentralized computing rather than crypto? Uh, because that's that's basically what we're doing. So the way we we uh, describe ourselves is that uh, that Nunet is a deep tech startup, which uh, managed to uh, uh, to sort of get into crypto basically because it's uh, it is. It is, uh, I mean, it is related to crypto because of two things. One thing is that we are using uh, blockchain integrations for settling transactions between the constituents of the platform, meaning people who want to use computing power can, can sort of pay, or pay, pay for that computing power to compute owners. And the second thing is that we were supported through that, uh, through, through that crypto market initially. And that was probably related because we were a spin-off of SingularityNet. Now, regarding me, uh, before that, I was doing research in SingularityNet. So basically, I was doing a PhD research on the distributed computing, AI, artificial intelligence, and, 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 and basically philosophy of mind, uh, and artificial general intelligence, uh, and cognitive science, and so on and so forth. So, and my practical side of the of the of the of the research was basically done with SingularityNet, and then ten days before that we started Nunet. Ten days before the defense, not before that. So that's how I get got into this. Uh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, so it's a pleasure to talk to you, Kibir. Um It's really nice. So, the question I've got for you here is. Are you able to explain to us, obviously, the, the community, the members, the new members in the space, a kind of a rough idea as to what NUNET is and, you know, how it kind of works? 
so yes so the 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 in one like one liner we are globally decentralized computing economy economy of computing so that's what i explained and uh, well i wonder if i can share actually here the the the, the picture but all right doesn't matter i can explain so Nuna, what we're building essentially we're building technology for which is composed of protocols and apis in order for computers to connect to data and computing power to connect to a engine so basically all the algorithms that can be run on computers or so which is pretty much all of them uh, with data with uh, application developers with uh, pretty much users uh yeah and sort of so so what we're building we're building a platform where this this can um, like data can flow between all these constituents we are building the tokenomic layer so that the value can flow between them from the yeah users from applications to compute providers to data sets and so so forth and we are using blockchain technologies in general because so blockchain technology as such it's well, it's, I think it's more than, in the beginning, it was trying to realize the promise of micropayments, which was not possible in the kind of conventional payment systems where you should be able to pay for very small, small amounts of, of value, let's say, to transfer between the, between the constituents of the platform. And you can build much more rich value exchange between different stakeholders or different, let's say, parts of the system or computing system. Which, which includes many, many, many stakeholders, let's say, or many parties. So that's, that's pretty much what we're doing. We are building a platform in order to enable all kinds of models to be built on top of that. So Nunet, basically doing this deep tech, and we are looking for partners to build actual models on top of that. However, since, uh, since we are starting, we're also trying to attract and we're looking for, for already like the closest possible use cases so that we can build themselves ourselves and to basically to show to the community and to the broader broader space what can be done. However, the, the, the core core product or core model, core platform is something that we are looking for others to build on rather than building everything ourselves. So uh, right now we started with a, with a prototype connecting different uh, singularity net ai agents so in terms of in terms of singularity net basically we we the integration allows to build to to run any singularity net ai agent mm -hmm. uh, but we we are not constrained to singularity net ai so it's in principle we are targeting general computing which is in pretty much uh yeah containerized uh, workflows uh, so right so in terms of use cases we had the prototype was basically a couple of, of a few singular net AI, ai agents running on the connected to each other and exchanging data between i mean yeah results between each other then we did uh, again as a prototype a platform 
private alpha version of the platform where we did a browse extension which was calling the NuNet platform and running again few few singularity net ai agents but those were running on different computers already it was in the, the, the private private alpha version of the platform and also there was a prototype of the tokenomics paying to those agents and to machines on solidity which is on ethereum now since then basically basically this was done before the before the before Nunet was launched at TG. So, and then we basically with the tokenomics, we first of all we change certain quite deep. That's not autonomous. We change quite deep um, like components of the platform. Actually, uh, one thing that we observe certain uh, basically we observe certain certain let's say third party activity on our private alpha and based on that we kind of pivoted from from the technologies that we were using in, in in principles in principle we were using we were using everything was written in python and now the the thing that was released in a, well kind of pre-release uh, it's written in go which is kind of compiled into binary and kind of much more related, much more kind of, uh, how to say, uh, much more integrated to the operating systems that we're using now, which is Linux, but it also uh, allows us to use other operating systems in the future. Another thing that we did, we pivoted from the uh, doing tokenomic model on uh, Ethereum to doing it on Cardano, which means uh, what, what happened during this sort of in the beginning of the year that Cardano released uh, a new version of hard fork, which allowed to do smart contracts with Plutus. Actually, it was a little bit before, but then it, it, there were a few more updates. So that allowed us to, to, to do all our tokenomic logic in, in Plutus on Cardano. So that was pretty big sort of rewrite, and we are still doing prototype smart contracts, which are very close to release on the test net and, and then sort of giving giving out the community to test and related to that i think uh, one of the yeah right and we also um, were awarded two grants from catalyst uh, catalyst uh, how, how is it called foundation uh, program for two projects and that was also related to the fact that we are integrating to 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 cardano uh, which is decentralizing Cardano blockchain itself by allowing the stake pool operators to run and the relay nodes to run on Nunet, which actually introduced quite a few nice technical problems which we were dealing all along. So including security. I, I was going to say, what, what are the, the, the big benefits to, to being on Cardano in comparison to, to other chains? <clears throat> Just while we're talking about Cardano. So the first thing I think, well, it's it's not the main, I guess, but it's not the, the least the least important is that Singularity Net has um, strategic, let's say, uh, direction towards Cardano. So that was one. Another thing is that uh, basically the Plutus uh, smart contract. Uh, the way I mean, we didn't know that in, in, when we started. Uh, 
Sukat was a strategic direction, but it seems to be much more kind of gives more uh, options and possibilities. Okay. Also, it's actually it's a different, 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 uh, basically different model. And uh, right, it's it's not that we are. Let's say this way: we we are blockchain agnostic mm -hmm. as 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 a platform. So we are integrated different, integrating different different blockchains uh, via our tokenomics API. So basically, we define the functionality that we need in the API, and then we implement it through the different blockchains. So right now, the main thing, the main direction is Cardano. And by doing that, we build a business logic that we need in order for tokenomics for us to run, then implement it on, on one blockchain on Cardano. We do not rule out that we will implement on others. Yeah. And of course, there is a... So when we started, by the way, the merge was not, was not there. So the, the Ethereum was kind of solving the move from proof of work to proof of stake. Mm -hmm. Cardano already had this. Now both are on proof of stake, but then there is a speed issue and a price issue of transactions. Well, it's not, not an issue on any blockchain right now. We would like to have much more ability to do really, really micro, micro transactions, which means it needs to be cheaper. Yeah, however, actually both blockchains have, have a solution. Super. Um, so obviously it's been it's been some time since we did our first interview. Would you mind just talking through, I guess, some of the highlights um, and, and things that you guys have achieved at NuNet this year? So first and first thing is that we build a team, or we started to build a team. Uh, so what I could um, really say and. Uh, Sort of proud, not exactly announced, but proudly say that we have a, we have a core team built, and that that was the main work for for this uh, for this um, for this year, which based on which or with which we can start scaling up, and that is the plan for the for the next year. So we are now really busy. So that I think right now we have something like twenty three people. More than half of them are developers, and the main thing that we were basically we were doing what I, what I explained in terms of technical things in terms of our roadmap. However, the main thing was and still is is to structure all the development processes so that we can uh, scale up and kind of attract more use cases to the platform, and that is pretty much project management, uh, open source. Uh, uh, yeah, development flow management, so on and so forth. Uh, so the, I think important to mention is that pretty much from the very beginning, we adopted what we, what we call a use case based platform development model, which means that we, we have a, we have a roadmap of all the general uh, features that we want to build on UNIT in order to enable the, the global economy of decentralized computing cases, the, 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 the whole sort of vision, but we prioritize it based on the use cases that we see that can already bring use for the, for the, for the, for the space, which means they, they already can be used for uh, kind of actually actual workflows and value exchanges, which means that, I mean, there are certain very 
very complex things that we have to solve. However, there are certain use cases that we don't need those complex things to solve in order already to start sort of to 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 uh, to start how to say for the to, for them to go to the market. Let's say this way. Yeah. And uh, so based on that, we we are looking for partners because we are looking for business business models out there that can be applied or we can apply and we can help build but those business logic or like application logic we are not inventing it we are looking for partners for them to let's say to work with them in order to to bring this in all kind of um, in all kind of areas so we are looking for web free obviously uh, with all the all the use cases that we're building now then we're looking for iot and industry 4.0 um, use cases basically for industry, which could be smart cities are a little bit more complex use case, but there are certain use cases in the smart cities where we already can do something. Also, something like Agritech, for example, mm -hmm. which doesn't need that much security, but it has a lot of um, distributed parties which need to need to collaborate. Yeah, smart logistics. Mm -hmm. And so, on. so we are yes, we are looking to those to those uh, areas in order to basically find this match between what we can already offer and what the space needs, and also based on that build build features, more complex features, and that will open us more and more let's say space to collaborate with uh, with the users and with the partners. Uh, right, so. Now, regarding, I think at the last previous few months, the main development was that uh, we designed and launched uh, what we call community developers program or community testers program, which is, well, technically it is a Discord server, but so that was strategy of Moonlight from the very beginning. We are very transparent with what we're doing. So we were, as, as soon as we had our GitLab repository, well, GitLab repository, we started to push out what exactly we're doing, uh, issues, uh, sprint plans, and et cetera, and so on and so forth. So now we stepped one, one, let's say we did one step further. So we, uh, after we felt that we have a core team, we sort of invited the whole community to participate in the development process itself. So we're kind of expanding the development into the community, which is also, we hope to attract developers with whom we can, uh, we can collaborate technically. And uh, the goal here is to, yes, to make NUNAT as a real open source, real open source project where most of the code is actually contributed by the community. Mm -hmm. And that brings not only that, okay, you may say, okay, that's kind of free, free, free lunch. Some people are coding it uh, for free. You don't need to kind of pay for that. Or that's not exactly that. The strength of the open source is that you have many eyes looking at the same, mm. let's say, uh, code. So it usually becomes much more higher, of higher quality, more secure, and also you can get much more ideas than, than from, many more ideas from the community than you can get in your own head or even in the, in the core team. So, and that is pretty much 
the strategic, let's say, kind of direction of Nunet. We want the whole development process to, yeah, the whole development of the platform to be done by the, not only by us as a, as, a, as a core team, but by the community. And hopefully community could take it over in a sense where, where, where the platform will go. And the core team will make sure that it's done properly, securely, and it's running. Yes, yeah, so obviously you've, you've spoken there about the future and things obviously you're looking to do. Is there an achievement that stands out for yourself as Nunet, um, which really stands out that you're most proud of? Well, the first is, is, is what I said, is a team. Now, I'm really excited to look what kind of, uh, what kind of technical solutions we're building. Is, uh, let's say, I, well, we can say the, the issue here is how to kind of translate this excitement to broader, broader community, because that, first, that needs kind of technical expertise. And one of the things, let's say, what uh, what um, what we started to do, and when we started to do, we, it was just a research based on one of our of our use cases, is that we needed to basically encrypt all the. And what Moonet is is that there are computers which are which are running, let's say, under your desk, mm -hmm. and then Moonet will ask you to whether you would like to give your computing power actually Nunet will not ask if you would like to then there is a procedure how to onboard your computer Nunet and to let's say give certain amount of computing power say okay please use it then Nunet will deploy pretty much any compute in engine on your computer and will run certain logic which basically which will not be able to access your computer outside the, the sandbox and your computer will not be able to access that that thing because it should be secure from both sides. So the things that we we I mean the, the technical team did is that we are shipping encrypted containers in order to, to achieve that. And there is another thing that we we did is what is needed when people are running, for example, servers in Amazon, they have access to those servers with certain IP addresses. And here in Nunet, we there are a lot of use cases where we need to do this access. But when a person says, when, when, when there is, let's say, a user, a user has certain computing task. And this user gives computing tasks to Nunet, not to any specific computer. And what we need to provide, we need to provide access to that computer, which is not known before, before a user puts a task. So, uh, right, so we basically solved it. And it may sound uh, kind of details, but these, these things are really exciting for me. And I think we are in a kind of, uh, well, again, it's a little bit about the future, but we are in a kind of a last, last, last bit of, uh, let's see, the sprint, sprint, sprint in to, to bring that into the use cases where we can integrate these these kind of solutions and to and to show us as yeah to bring to the community as a use cases where people can use that uh, however the, the 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 sort of more exciting for me is that these are the features of the platform and these these features will enable other use cases and other applications well these are just examples but these are things that i'm really proud of
and which because of the team. Awesome. Um, so obviously you, you're you're integrated with Singularity Net ecosystem. How how does that work? Um, you know, what is it that you're you're getting from uh, Singularity Net ecosystem? So right now the the integration with Singularity Net ecosystem. So NuNet is a is a separate platform technologically, and the integration is with the Singularity Net ecosystem is a, is a basically commitment to as as a spin off. But since we are also agnostic, not exactly agnostic, but Singularity Net uh, AI integration is one of the let's say first integrations. We are building it without making it exclusive, yeah, which yeah. is a kind of another layer of complexity. Therefore, it's not it's not that fast, let's say. But yes, so basically, we are integrating Singularity Net platform into NuNet platform, taking into account that there are other platforms around. So we are doing this integration in order to, again, with APIs which allow us to integrate any platform. Yeah. Uh, then. Also, there is, since NuNet, one thing is computational exchange of data, exchange of computing, exchange of sort of uh, uh, to know what kind of uh, containers run where. Another thing is integration of value exchange, which means that we have to have, which means that at least they have to be on the same uh, blockchain. Although theoretically not, not, not necessary because we are planning to have uh, different blockchains I mean, we, we are planning to have a way of uh, exchanging value to different blockchains through, through NuNet, basically. Mm-hmm. But right now, since both SingularityNet and NuNet are integrated into Cardano, so we don't yet have this kind of clear interaction between the, between the smart, uh, smart contracts on the both sides. But as I said, the, the, the main aspect is the platforms are Pretty much separated in this sense, mm-hmm. but they interact through the through the APIs, which allow SingularityNet to run the, the 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 workflows on different on different uh, computing platforms, and NuNet to run uh, computing yeah workflows from different uh, different sources. Yeah, so obviously, well, what processes and um, what AI processes might NuNet help with? Uh, AI processes. Uh, NuNet, in this sense, is agnostic what kind of AI it's running. So what we are, what we care about is what is the input that is needed for that AI. Where does it get data, and how do we pipe that data into whatever AI process that is running somewhere on NuNet? So this is what we care about. What exactly is the logic of this AI? It's it's internal problem of the of the container that we're running. Then the second thing that we are what we care about is what are the outputs and where those outputs are stored so that users can can access them. That's two. The 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 what's the third one I guess is that how much computing power this this AI process needs so that we can find the appropriate uh, compute provider or resources to run this. Uh, then what we care about preferences of a user, because we usually you can find a faster computer, but that's probably more expensive. 
and more powerful. And maybe so, which means you have a preference how much you can pay for certain for certain computers. Uh, or you may find maybe more distributed, smaller computers or just less powerful, which will run longer. However, they will most probably cost less. So what, what we care about mostly is to balance all these things, preferences and capabilities of compute providers and data flowing. So allowing data to be input, to be sort of inputted in this, in this um, compute workflows that are running from the net and the result being presented wherever it needs to be presented. So in terms of AI, it can be anything. And that's that's the whole beauty of it is that AI is a very, uh, well, actually it's not only beauty, but it's, it's a requirement. AI is a very uh, acceleratingly sort of moving field we don't know what ai will have we will have in two days or in, in 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 two months therefore we have to run anything that that is can be let's say yeah executed awesome um looking into the future what what have you got planned what's on the roadmap for uh NuNet in 2023 so there are let's see as, as I said, in, in terms of the platform, the, the, the way we develop, we develop platform features, which sometimes need pretty much deep research and then development. And then we develop use cases based on that. So uh, we are changing certain, certain protocols inside, which nobody will see actually, but that's a pretty big work in order to be able to scale now from the technical perspective the way the way we want so basically p2p protocol we are kind of changing it under the hood uh, we are looking to design the identity management system which means uh, the uh, identity actually identification management because the nunet is a pseudonymous uh, we we are sort of we will not have but it is the way platform will be built. We will not require people to reveal the identities. However, we will have to identify each machine and each algorithm and basically each owner of each machine and each algorithm on the network. Since we will have, we will be combining those into the computing, let's say this virtual machines or uh, microservice environments, let's call this way. Uh, and then since we'll have to exchange value between them, basically we'll need this kind of identification system, which hopefully will uh, will move towards towards reputation API and allowing reputation systems to be built on top of that. Now, whether we will be building reputation system or whether we'll be able to find some partners or integrate reputation systems which are already existing, that's another question. So that's another thing that we're looking for. We have a, actually we have a broad roadmap but we also are looking for partners to integrate certain open source solutions that are out there which are many and rich into the new net so that we don't need to kind of invent a bicycle ourselves and that sometimes requires from us to change certain certain deep let's say um, technology in order to make this integration happen uh, so actually the way one of the way we define NUNAT functionality or the platform functionality, we are building open APIs. So all the all the NUNAT functionality we are aiming to describe in open API, which is 
pretty much, I mean, it's not pretty much, it's public. So both us and our partners or anybody basically can see those open APIs and can develop against them. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we are very much looking next year to, we started to do that, but to make it more, uh, how do you say, enhance this, this, this ability and this aspect and to make it more kind of streamlined, integrating our development process so that we could much more easily find partners which, with whom we can build in the open source uh, space. And that is pretty much, pretty much development management aspect. So we started to do that. Uh, now, another, these are from the kind of technical, technical aspects, is data persistence and data storage. So data persistence meaning that we have to, in a decentralized network, uh, when the computers can go up and down, basically you have to make sure that when a certain computer gets switched off or maybe the internet connection gets yeah, disrupted, the, data, the computing, state, computing state on that computer doesn't get lost because otherwise you have a big cost in the decentralized network for, yeah, especially for long running jobs when it could be that a machine, machine, learning, machine learning algorithm will, can run for three days, for example, and when after two days this computer gets switched off for some reason, or maybe they, have, they lose the power or lose internet connection, we have to make sure that there are certain snapshots of this computing state and the, all, the, all the state doesn't, doesn't get lost, and all this computing state gets kind of transferred to another place in the, in the NUNET network because the user doesn't care. They do not even may not even they probably will not even know where this uh, this this job is running. So that is let's say technical uh, technical things that we have to solve, and we are again looking for partners. Uh, and there are quite a few solutions out there which can be integrated. So we are working on these these things, basically re- researching the integration possibilities and also adjusting our open APIs and adjusting our internal cogs to do that. Uh, another thing that we want to boost next year is the developer tooling. So in order for people to, to, to start using or to, to use, a, to build on NUNET, we have to provide the tool, developer tooling to, so that they can see what they are doing, how the applications are running, and to debug those applications. Uh, the milestone, actually, the concrete milestone, uh, which we right now we basically planning to do. Well, the current plan is Q1 is uh, public alpha. Now, with uh, public alpha, which means that we enable at least one use case to use to use uh, the smart contract on the mainnet to run out in on the mainnet. So, from the from the platform, from the technical perspective, we are pretty close, except that we have to test all the smart contracts and to audit them, etc. And so on. So, for that, may take time, and we may run into yeah, into un- unforeseen, yeah, uh, whether it's problems or challenges, but that's exactly why we started to, we, we launched the, the community testers program 
so that we can bring all those uh, all these features all those features onto the testnet and invite community testers to just test it and to find out all kind of things that may we may need to yeah solve before we go to the to the to the mainnet so yeah that's that's pretty much the closest milestones that we're looking forward to the to to to, to do next next year first quarter so recently we've seen a lot of talk in a space about regulation can i ask you your thoughts on regulation and if you see any risks or any concerns uh, with regulation if it comes into place well that's a very broad question and regulation well it's not not a concern of course the and the the main thing the the main concern is that it's it's unclear what's going to happen since the, the whole space is being sort of uh, shaped as we go and we have the uncertainty on the one hand it's kind of a possibility to do something on the other hand it's a challenge when uh, when uh, when uh, yeah it's it's just uncertainty it's a challenge so yeah obviously regulation is related to that and it's not not good not to know what's what's what is going to be regulated however we can feel quite well what is going to be regulated uh, what is somewhat more concerning is that basically the way I'm, the blockchain technology in general or actually web free technology in general not blockchain I'm looking at this space as web free technology or web 3.0, depending on where you are on this this kind of debate. What is web free? What is web 2.5, etc. and so on. Uh, but the, the the way I'm looking at it is that our space is this whatever I call web 3.0 technologies, which blockchain is one of them. So that that's the way I'm I'm looking at it. Uh, and I see. So these technologies basically bring possibilities which. I don't think were imagined before. Well, as usual, with all these uh, breakthroughs, what we get. But the legal system or the regulations, well, there is a tendency to try to 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 sort of take the old ways, let's call it old ways, doesn't mean that they are kind of bad or whatever, and to sort of try to squeeze the new new technologies into those. And by that, I think, uh, let's say the danger is that we will disable most of the most of the opportunities or options that those technologies bring. And since Nunet actually is building on top of those things that to build things that were not possible before those technologies and when the regulation comes and they will sort of in all kind of ways will somehow restrict uh, those options that's that's a concern uh, another thing is that most i mean yeah so that's the general concern 
I, and I cannot really say anything concretely in this sense, but but it's just a kind of um, uh, it's uh, how to say it's a negotiation between two perspectives. But that's always happens. That always happens when there are new technologies which kind of break the ground. There is all there are old ways of doing stuff. This is stable and clear, etc. And so on and so forth and safe. And there are new ways of doing stuff, which is which brings new uh, ability, capabilities, options, etc. And so forth. But it's not stable and it's not that safe. So of course we need to find uh, we need to find a balance. And the concern is clear from the regulators, etc. From and from our side, the concern is that it may the space may get regulated so badly that that we will not be able to offer anything new. And that concern is also related to the sort of uh, almost anybody who is related to crypto. When you when you see a word crypto in any in any let's say startup, which is Nunet is is the case, uh, immediately you you get kind of categorized as uh, as a playing with with crypto and DeFi etc. And so forth related to all these things that are happening in that space, which may or may not be true. So again, if everybody who is trying to build something in this Web 3.0 technology or related to blockchain or crypto, which is not necessarily uh, DeFi, the danger is that everybody will be kind of categorized into the same bucket and be regulated as, as that bucket. So that is, also not 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 a concern however i am pretty much optimistic that the balance i mean we'll find the balance yeah uh, I, i'm kind of aligned to that i kind of feel like uh there might be a few iterations so they don't get it right but eventually i think we're we'll land somewhere that that works for for everybody involved both regulators and and innovators uh in the space right yes for sure. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to sort of let the, the community know about uh, or any closing thoughts before we sort of bring the uh, end to, to the interview? Specific, I think what I said, uh, what we, when I was describing the direction that Nonet is, is developing, uh, we're pretty much in a good position to continue that and to kind of expand into the same direction. So we are looking to step more into, into more use cases. Mm -hmm. Also, we really excited to see how our Cardano community started to, 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 to grow. Oh, let's, well, how to say our Cardano community, not exactly our, but people who are related to Cardano blockchain of Nunet community. And we are also looking forward to that. So we are going to participate in also Catalyst's uh, next fund to build our use cases and to kind of expand based on this platform use case based platform development model. And I'm really excited to see to see how we starting to scale up. It sounds it sounds amazing, and um, yeah, I'm really interested to see sort of some of the the new uh, use cases and um, integrations and and stuff in the future. I think uh, it is really exciting times. Yes, 
Super. Um, appreciate you taking the, the the time out of your busy schedule to to chat with our community and um, you know everything Nunet and uh, yeah. Hopefully we'll do it again soon. Thank you very much for having me. Thank yeah, you. I think. So looking forward.